The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. On the distra- distracted driving front, uh, mentioned went through some of the, the ones for sure that you're going to get nailed on using handheld cell phones, texting, emailing, writing, printing, or sketching, personal grooming. Uh, some of the other ones, it says activities that are not specifically restricted under the law are um, using an earphone, drinking beverages, coffee, water, or pop, eating a snack, smoking. Uh, so keep that in mind. There's a really great website. If you just uh, Google alberta.ca and put in distracted driving, you'll get a good list of uh, what is allowed, what is not. Uh, allowed. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. If you want to weigh in on this, you can. The, the phone lines are open at 4960063. A number of you saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry that this has happened to our kids, but crosswalk safety still needs to be followed. Just because you're between the white lines does not make you invincible. Look both ways and make eye contact with drivers. Then walk. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you guys. Th- this was a marked crosswalk. The lights were flashing. I don't know what else you have to do. And I, and I get the fact that, um, and, and, and yeah, pedestrians, absolutely, pedestrians have to take part of this on. They do. And yeah, you do have to make eye contact with those ones who are, the, the drivers who are coming up. But we also, because we are the ones driving a vehicle that uh, significantly outweighs a 100-pound person or a 150-pound person or a 200-pound person, that um, we're, we're, the, we're behind... Uh, uh, we're controlling the vehicles. Um, so I, I think that the onus, a little bit more of the onus has to be on the person behind the wheel. Now, I know a lot of you aren't going to like that. And I'm not saying that that um, um, rules out the pedestrians. Absolutely not. Because I see it all the time. Uh, pedestrians walking around. They got their headphones in, heads down. I get it. It's, it's, it's really a two-way street here, you guys. It really is. Uh, more of your conversation, more, more of your texts and, and uh, phone calls coming in right now, though. Did want to switch over and just check in on the latest on uh, Hurricane Dorian, Tropical Storm Dorian. Officials in Bahamas warning residents to prepare for the unimaginable, they're saying. The, that warning comes in the wake of Hurricane Dorian's devastation. The death toll in the Bahamas sits at 30, but many are still missing. Today, the storm came ashore in North Carolina's Outer Bank expected to move into Atlantic Canada this weekend. Reggie Cicchini joins us from the Global News Washington Bureau. Hi, Reggie. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. What's the latest that you're hearing from the Bahamas uh, today? Well, the destruction is just, uh, it's breathtaking to see what actually happened as the storm system had stalled out over top of the island for more than a 24-hour time span. And you're right, they're saying that the death toll is only 30, but that's an unofficial number right now. There are fears this number could be rising into the thousands just wow. based on what we see out of the uh, Grand Bahama Islands. Um, you know, you look at some of that video coming out and you, you look at, um, you know, the buildings devastated, uh, how high the uh, the floodwaters are. Do we have, you know, just that, that sheer number when it comes to uh, the number of buildings, anything like that? I, I had read i think somewhere in the in the uh you know in the thousands upon thousands 
Oh, absolutely. And they're saying that this could be a multi-billion dollar disaster that hits the Bahamas because usually what happens when we see these tor- uh, these hurricanes, they travel over islands, but the islands are often very hilly and they're able to kind of shear apart some mm. of the ferocity that these storms bring. With the Bahamas being such a flat, lowland area, uh, there, there was just kind of no chance for any of these buildings to stand up to this Category 5 uh, uh, wind yeah. that were pounding them for more than a day. Yeah, unreal. Has there been talk of uh, relief being sent from the U.S.? Well, there is uh, there is talk of relief being sent on a global basis right now, but uh, the United States likely will be a part of that, though there's some conversations happening in the White House right now that will actually change how they give uh, foreign aid out to countries that would benefit more allies first and then other countries second. So we have to see how the Trump administration is actually going to move forward with these latest round of discussions when it comes to how they dish their aid out. All right, so the storm um, uh, came ashore um, just uh, 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 the Outer Banks of North Carolina today. What's happening there that you know of. Well, the storm surge across the Outer Banks of North Carolina has been up to people's waist and higher at certain points throughout the day. Uh, the winds were clocked in around 150 kilometers an hour as it made that landfall around 9 o'clock. It is amazing to think, though, that this storm kind of hugged the entire U.S. coast yeah. and didn't make any kind of landfall until it hit those Outer Banks of North Carolina. But we're seeing a lot of beach erosion through the area, a lot of damage to homes, a lot of uh, kind of water, because water is usually the, the biggest threat when it comes mm-hmm. to hurricanes where they're creeping up the shore. So a lot of damage taken to, uh, to the Outer Banks, but they've dealt with this before. They've seen hurricanes before. Hurricane Florence was very close to the area last year, so they do know how to deal with this. Reggie, hearing of uh, numerous reports of, uh, you know, in the Outer Banks on, I don't know how to say it, um, it's an island uh, off uh, the uh, the Outer Banks. Um, people were told to, it was kind of under mandatory evacuation. People told to leave. Some people didn't. Uh, rescues taking place out there. Do you know much about that? Well, we're seeing our reports of rescues uh, taking place from people's attics of their houses because the water is risen so high. And again, it's something that we've seen before. When I yeah. was covering Hurricane Florence last year in Wilmington, we saw the water rush up through Wilmington and through New, uh, New Bern, and it rushed quick enough that people were trapped on the roof of their homes. And this is what's happening again through the Outer Banks. People didn't heed those warnings to uh, to evacuate to higher ground. And, and now we're seeing the results of that, where uh, emergency responders' lives are now being put at risk for those who decided to stay back and are now trapped in their homes because of this rising storm surge and we're hearing of course you know atlantic canadians bracing for the arrival people expecting um you know some big winds some big rain uh and just not sure when it's going to um uh, start to impact uh, the maritimes over the weekend yeah, and this is something that, again, they've been paying attention to these forecasts. You know, Dorian was kind of a difficult one to, to predict ever since it kind of formed off way down in the Caribbean. But we know the track's going to take it somewhere, bringing some impact through New Brunswick, through Nova Scotia. Uh, we have Global's uh, uh, chief meteorologist, Anthony Farnell, is going to be in the Maritimes okay. kind of tracking the storm over the weekend, trying to keep abreast of the situation. But again, just because it drops down to tropical storm status or even lower than that to something subtropical, the water and the, way, uh, the, water and the winds rather will still bring down trees, bring down power lines, and cause problems for people right through the weekend. Reggie, I appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Thanks for this. We'll be continuing to watch all the coverage on Global National. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Um, so as you heard, yes, Atlantic Canadians bracing for the arrival of Hurricane Dorian. Um, it's slowly moving up the U.S. Uh, eastern seaboard. Uh, hurricane or tropical storm watches in effect for parts of all three maritime provinces and parts of Newfoundland as well. Expected to reach Nova Scotia tomorrow and move into Newfoundland uh, possibly on Sunday. Um, this is the latest from Environment Canada. 
This one is certainly going to be up there in terms of, of impacts. Uh, we know what kind of what kind of impacts that we get with uh, winds of you know over 120 kilometers per hour this time of year with all the leaves on the trees. So what we should expect are things like uh, uprooted trees, broken trees. Um, that may result in you know extended power outages. Those are all the things that we know happen when we get these kinds of uh, these kinds of conditions. And are there any named storms that this resembles so far in the way that it's tracking? Uh, it's always tricky to compare storms because storms arrive at different times of year with different uh, preconditions. Sometimes the ground is saturated, sometimes it's not. Uh, so it's always difficult to compare one storm against the other. So uh, that is the latest from Environment Canada on Hurricane Dorian. Again, expected to reach Nova Scotia tomorrow. Moving to Newfoundland on Sunday. We'll continue to keep you updated right here on 6.30 Chet. A quick break here when we come back. More distracted driving talk right here on the afternoon news. So let's cycle back around or steer back around to distracted driving. Um, there was a new, new numbers that came out about uh, distracted driving convictions. Uh, Calgary has nearly halved its uh, number of distracted driving convictions in the past five years. Uh, Edmonton's has increased. Is it, you know, more enforcement? Who knows? But uh, in Edmonton, the total convictions here up to 5,811 last year. Uh, that's about 83 per, what, 10,000 licensed drivers, or roughly 42% increase, they say, from a 2015. Uh, the only city in the province where the number increased over that uh, period. Um, and I'd asked you what, what you've seen, what you, you know, we talked about safety and crosswalks a lot of you again I'm gonna you know about the whole pedestrian thing yes yes pedestrians have to be super aware yes yes they do I agree with you a hundred percent and uh, you know there's a, there's there's a few texts coming in this afternoon you know some real tough talk on uh, targeted at the pedestrians and I, and I understand that it's uh, it's it's both sides here right I think it, it doesn't have to be pedestrian versus vehicle uh, or driver we have to find a way to make it work I know when I'm crossing a crosswalk in my late 40s I go back to early on what I've seen um, you know schools teach kids what uh, some parents have taught kids I will wait until I see the vehicle slow down I will make eye contact with the driver and yes I am that uh, that goofball that will actually stick their hand out I I will do that my husband laughs at me and he's like oh what are you doing you you weirdo but I will do that Chris your husband laughs at you your husband laughs at you but you are not yet to have been fatally wounded no i'm still here capacity, right so it works <laughs> yeah. um i'll look left right left my, you, yeah. my dad made me hold his hand for a while and it, until i got the left right left and yes sort of nine ten years old yeah but every time no and even a couple steps and a brand new city that i'm coming to mm -hmm. uh, i don't know the roads so yes. especially now it's like no headphones um no, nothing. Just sort of focus, head up. Uh, it's pretty dangerous out here now. And and uh, and this is a thing. We are all consumed with our phones. We are consumed. It doesn't matter. We can. It can be in the car. It can be while on your bike. Someone texted and said, "Jay, I saw someone, um, you know, riding a bike today. You know, no hands on the on the on the uh, on the on the bars and texting away." I saw someone on one of those uh, rental scooters. Those e-scooters really? go faster than bikes sometimes. Yeah, and those are impossibly hard to control. Someone was uh, just balancing the phone and steering. I guess with their wrist. Okay, well, all right. Um, 
I believe the first offense when it comes to distracted driving, some of these texts coming in should be $1,000 and six points. Hit them hard where it counts. Daryl says you can't uh, regulate stupid or accidents. They're always going to happen no matter what we do. Um, Pedestrians should always be extremely careful when walking on any part of a public road. Drivers can't always see everything and some onus should be put on the pedestrians, exactly. But if you see a vehicle coming, don't cross. A 150-pound person doesn't stand a chance against a 5,000-pound vehicle. Again, the interesting thing about uh, about Jennifer's uh, kids, they were both in marked crosswalks, ones with the lights flashing. Yeah, the principal said you did exactly what you should have been doing. Like, yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't even a gray area. It wasn't that you were dressed in all black and it was be a uh, dusk or beyond yeah. and you just decided to cross jasper sort of thing the owner is on the driver but self-preservation should be top priority for pedestrians just because you have the right away it doesn't put an invisible force field around you so you have to make sure that all vehicles have stopped or are stopping make eye contact uh this is from rob good afternoon jay on distracted driving about a month ago i was driving south on 91st south of 23rd avenue and saw a driver with a newspaper strapped across the street steering wheel and his cell phone in his left hand <laughs> Unbelievable. We will get to, to that list. I asked you guys to, you know, take a guess at, uh, you know, kind of some of the top things that people were busted for, distracted driving. Bill, hey, what's on your mind? How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Well, I got uh, a couple of things for you. Let's start with being the driver. So okay. uh, yes, yesterday I saw a school bus stop um, off 116th and Stony Plain at a Mac store. So instead of going around through the Mac store in front of the bus, knowing those kids are going to get off the bus. You won't be able to see them because they just walk at 10 years old. The guy behind me is going to honk the horn. So I just go around the whole block and come in the other way mm. and avoid the school bus uh, when there's, you know, school bus companies with kids. Okay. My other thing is when I'm at Westmount, there's the pedestrian walk and the kids and the moms and dads even when they're in Walmart, they just, it's a pedestrian walk, so they just come out of the Walmart and they completely walk across, yeah. not all of them, but they don't look. So I avoid the area there and go down the middle of it where they have Boston Pizza and Tim Hortons. Wow. So you have another angle. So yeah. I'm scared of the pedestrian walks. So you're, you're, now, you're, you're, adjusting, you're adjusting your driving. I'm adjusting my drivers because I can. I, I used to drive for a living when the oil was good in Fort McMurray. But you see people. I've seen people come up to a yellow. The yellow when they press the yellow, they don't even look. They press the yellow. They're in a pedestrian. They got the right of way, and then they completely walk right in front of you. Bill, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Robert. Hey, Robert. Okay, uh, we'll see if Robert's on the phone there. So last year, when we talk about uh, when we talk about uh, what were drivers doing with those convictions last year, uh, most of them were using handheld communication devices yeah. as a cell phones, right? Uh, some unusual charges there as well. Thirteen people were reading. Okay. While driving, thirteen of them reading while driving. Three were doing personal grooming while driving. I've someone, seen some wild YouTube videos of stuff like that. You know, and someone just texted in and said, there is a lady, I see a lady doing her hair all of the time when she's driving on a regular basis. One person for writing while driving. Okay. We'll get back to the list. Robert, hey, what's on your mind? Good afternoon. Hi, what's going on? Thank you. Oh. Uh, 
okay. the child crosswalks in BC. What they're doing is they're doing three things. They're uh, getting elderly people to stand on street corners and vest with yield uh, signs. Okay. They're putting kids about 20 meters away from the actual crosswalk, and they're putting three. Oh, you know what, Robert? You're really breaking up, and I'm having troubles hearing you. I'm sorry. We'll try and get you back on the line, or maybe when you've, uh, you know, not in a dead spot. Some of the other things on that list. Okay. <laughs> uh, 14 people for plugging in an address into a GPS device while driving. You think that that's allowed? It's not. That's the GPS device built into your car. Mm. Oh. Alberta is the only province where this is explicitly banned. Uh, four people. <laughs> for other distracted activities that weren't specified. <laughs> it's in the public's interest to know. Well, you can probably people... guess. And okay. you know what? All of my truck drivers out there that are listening right now, I know that you've seen a lot on the roads. A little bit of sexy time in the car. <laughs> Come on, people. You would be distracted. You'd be very distracted. Well... Yeah, I guess, <laughs> depending. Um. <laughs> so I can't plug in the address of the place that I work into my GPS. Not while you're driving. Plug it in when you're okay, in your parking Okay, because I still have no idea how to get here on my own. Well, you know what, CBG? You have to plug it in before you leave your place. That's when you have to do it. Okay. All right. This text comes in. It's a me first generation. This session is making my blood boil. Yeah, I know. Distracted driving. Photo radar gets Chedville ticked right off. You know a way to avoid checking your phone? You put it in the trunk. I do that. You put your car, your your vehicle, phone, or your phone in the trunk. My phone in the trunk, so that I can't check sports scores. I can't check text messages or emails or anything. Things are constantly coming in. In my line of work, I get emails all the time. Yeah. All the time it's pinging, and uh, twenty minute commute. I know that I would, I'm always tempted to check my phone. So if I'm in a position where I physically can't, I know that I won't be able to. You're wondering who that new voice is. That's the lead producer of this show. His name is Chris Brentlinger. Grant just moved uh, from Vancouver from our sister station CKNW, where he worked with my uh, best pal Linda Steele for a number of years um, so but you'll be hearing more of Chris uh, who I am now referring to as CBG because we're just going to shorten down his name and we're happy to have you here thank you Jalen thank you Chadville I saw someone eating a bowl of cereal while driving one hand on the bowl and steering wheel the spoon in the other hand my husband tells a story of seeing someone using chopsticks eating like a, a, a you know noodles while driving on the white mud you guys uh, this one says our new Jeep won't let you input a GPS location while the vehicle is in gear. Tech can stop this if the manufacturers want it to. Great point right there. My, my Subaru, you cannot connect a Bluetooth device or change the connection if it's in gear. Uh, interesting. All right. So thanks, everybody, for your text this afternoon. Thanks for your phone calls as well.